What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Sports Tea with JD. My name is Jackson Duncan, and I'm a Nashville area guy. And on my episode one, I had athletic director for Lipscomb University, Philip Hutchison, join me on the show. And just it so happens here on episode two, I'm thrilled to have another athletic director from around this area, but this time it is Williamson County's athletic director right here with me, Darren Joins. Mr. Darren, thank you for joining us. Jackson, I appreciate you having me this morning, and I'm, I'm real impressed with the uh, what you're trying to do with your show. I will say this: uh, you've gone down a level here on your second guess. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, it is all. Hopefully on guess three, you'll pick it back up. <laughs> no, it is all right. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. So, you just took over. This as being your first year as the athletic director for Williamson County Schools. You've in the past had two decades spent at Beach High School. You've also been for three years at Franklin High School. Talk to us about year one as the Williamson County Schools Athletic Director, what that has been like, and then maybe what it is like right now during this pandemic with uh, the things going on. So my background, as you said, I spent 23 years teaching and coaching, and, and my teaching job was a marketing job. So... This particular athletic director position, uh, really, I think it's one of the most unique, uh, not only in the state, but really throughout the Southeast. Uh, My predecessor was Jeremy Qualls, and Jeremy held this position for five years, and he made it, honestly, uh, more like a collegiate position. In some school districts, it's a part-time position, or it's someone who maybe has other responsibilities. Uh, But in this particular district, uh, Jeremy, five years ago, when he was hired by Uh, Dr. Looney, who was our superintendent at the time, uh, Dr. Looney basically said, hey, we want to make this position in sports maybe a bigger time feel. uh, So I want you to treat it that way. And he just really, really took off. So I met Jeremy uh, through my coaching position there at Franklin and my marketing students actually helped him uh, with some events. The Wilco's is a big end of year event that we do here. It's kind of an ESPYs-like event, a red carpet kind of deal. Uh, In terms of hosting different tournaments, like the district tournament, uh, one particular year we had that at Franklin, and my students also helped there. So I had worked with Jeremy through some of these events, and when he ended up taking a different position, uh, it was sort of a natural fit. Jeremy was really a champion for me in terms of uh, trying to get me to apply for this job and and for me to accept the position, so I certainly appreciate him. But uh, it does have that collegiate kind of feel in terms of what we do here in Williamson County. Yeah, no, so as you had 23 years of experience coaching and teaching, in the back of your head, were you thinking maybe in the future you would like to take a role such as this, or how did it officially come about that you became the athletic director? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've, uh, I spent 20 years there at Beach, and uh, what I was trying to do at the time, I was thinking about an administrative job, a principal's job. So uh, I, I, was, I wasn't going to take a position in Sumner County that wasn't at Beach. I was so loyal to that school and I was there so long. Uh, any kind of admin job, really Beach would have been the place I would have done that. So I thought, you know what, Williamson County Schools, a great district. If I'm going to make a change, maybe I can get in that particular district. And what ended up happening is a friend of mine, Randy Hatley, uh, Coach Hatley, former basketball coach, assistant principal at Page now, he said, look, what you might want to do is try to get a teaching position in this district. I ended up interviewing at Franklin when they had an opening for a coaching 
in particular position. There was a teaching position too, but it was really, they, they were primarily looking for a basketball coach. So I went in and interviewed with the thought process being, you know, worst case scenario, I get in front of these folks. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity on down the line to become an administrator. And when I walked in that school, I'm telling you, I just knew it. I just knew if I had an opportunity to, uh, to get in that particular school in this school system, I was going to, I was going to do it. And then I had three just fantastic years there at Franklin teaching and coaching. So it was a great way to end. You know, we ended up in the state tournament my last year, uh, won our first region title. It was actually back to back first time in 30 years, first state appearance in 30 years. So that was really great to work with those kids and those families there at Franklin. So, you know, that coaching job, I didn't think that was one I was going to take, honestly. But, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes opportunity knocks and you've got to take it. Then once I was here and working with Jeremy, uh, when that position came open, it was just an opportunity I had to take advantage of because it's very unique. Uh, you know, there's a lot of assistant principal jobs. You have those in every district. Uh, but you, these these athletic director jobs are, are few and far between because there's one in the district, and maybe there's one if it's done like we do it here in Williamson County. So with my love of sports, uh, my love of marketing, it just seemed like a natural fit, and I'm very blessed to have the position. Yeah, no, that is an awesome position to be able to take. And I saw the Tennessean wrote an article on you taking the position on June 13th. 2019 and talk about year one has that position been more difficult than you expected more work than you expected or has it been a better fit than you expected talk about uh just what that has been like compared to your expectation well i mean i hopefully the you know in my in my perspective i think it's been a good fit hopefully the the folks that <laughs> yeah. uh, are my bosses so to speak feel that way about it too but uh, no i think it's been great you know the, one of the things i'd I had mentioned when I got hired was I think anytime you take a leadership position, you have to kind of sit back and look at what's going on before you just go in and make changes. I think that's particularly true of this job because it's going so well. Jeremy had done such a great job uh, as the athletic director that, you know, it would be a mistake for me to come in and what I would say is take a flamethrower to it and start making a bunch of changes. So what I wanted to do in this first year is look at what's going on, maybe give things a small tweak in my own particular twist. And then as we progress into year two, three, and four, there will be some things that maybe I institute that are that are new things that we're not doing. So, uh, you know, to use my uh, small town verbiage here, I was just trying to keep it between the ditches here in year one <laughs> and check it out. Yeah, and no. then uh, again, add my own twist uh, yeah. going into year two and three. Yeah, no, I later want to touch on definitely that maybe what your plans are for the near future, but I want to talk about year one, the whirlwind that is going on right now. Uh, Just right now, obviously, sports are not happening, but schools are not in session because of this global pandemic and the stay-at-home order. And I want to talk about on Wednesday, April 15th, Governor Bill Lee, uh, just past 3 p.m. Central Time, in the afternoon, he put on Twitter, this is exactly what he wrote, he said, in order to keep every Tennessean safe during this pandemic, I'm recommending that schools remain closed through the end of this school year. We're working with the Tennessee Department of Education and local leaders to ensure there's flexibility for districts to complete critical year-end activities. And then following that, this is where you come into play here, about an hour and a half later, the TWSAA at 4.55 p.m. 
on Wednesday, April 15th. That is 4.55 p.m. Central Time. They said via Twitter, TWSAA cancels remaining events the current school year. And they had a short article attached to that. But the Blue Cross uh, basketball championships that were postponed are now officially canceled in all the spring sports, tennis, baseball, softball, track, you name any spring sports, soccer, those are all canceled for the TWSAA. So what does that put on your plate as the athletic director in year one to have to deal with the cancellation of all that and the logistics of that side of things as the athletic director for Williamson County Schools? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of a get thrown into the fire. There's really no a handbook for this particular situation. You know, when I first started coaching, uh, I'd read somewhere that uh, uh, C.M. Newton, you know, the great coach there at Vanderbilt, athletic director at University of Kentucky, uh, there at the end of his career, he had said, you haven't really coached till you've been three and 21. And, <laughs> you know, that's funny because my first year coaching, uh, I was the team I coached, we were three and 21. So wow. <laughs> I feel like this is, I feel like this is uh, kind of the same. You know, you, if you can manage this situation as a coach and or athletic director, then things that maybe come up in the future don't seem so big. But it's been it's been really a tough situation. I, I appreciate TSSAA and, and our superintendent of schools, Jason Golden, for really not making real long-term decisions. I mean, if you go back to March, maybe they could have said, hey, uh, we're not, we're not going to play the rest of the year. But I certainly appreciated them trying to play and i think we just really got to the final hour here where something had to be done started with the governor saying schools are closed and then you knew the next step was going to be sports because here's what happens in 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 athletics sometimes like i'll give basketball as an example we may have an inclement weather day where we can't go to school because of snow but by the end of the day Maybe it's cleared up and the roads are okay and we can still have the games. That happens in school systems a lot. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit different situation. If we're saying, hey, uh, we can't have school because of this pandemic, it was going to be hard for us to say, let's have sporting events. You know, that just that just didn't really add up. So uh, you knew that was going to be the next step, honestly, uh, once Governor, Governor Lee had made that announcement. We just hate it so much for our athletes, for their parents, for the coaches. Uh, the community members that support these events. It's just really, really unique. Yeah, I definitely, I personally, when I was in high school at Lipscomb Academy, I was a spring sport player. I played tennis, and it is hard to imagine just how, especially the seniors, but all the athletes must be feeling at this time. And then, again, I on my last episode, talked to Phil Putchison, and, and at the NCAA level, the NCAA is offering them an extra year of eligibility for not just seniors, but all athletes. But it makes it almost more painful for high scores because it's not like they have that option. Would there be any word of encouragement or just anything you would say to anybody that might be a high school student or have a high school student that didn't get to play their spring sport that's listening right now? Well, sure. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the thing I would say in particular with, with athletes is coaches, we always say that athletics teaches you about life. And I think this is a life moment. You know, things aren't always going to go the, the way you want it to go uh, but because of your training as an athlete. Uh, you know, you're, you're taught to deal with adversity. Well, this is adversity. And, and, and by the way, there's going to be adversities in life beyond this. Uh, you know, as time goes by, this maybe won't seem as quite a big a deal as some other things that can go on in, in your life. But 
but it is a big deal. I'm not downplaying it at all, but it's a teachable moment kind of thing. And you really hate it when you think about kids that maybe, uh, you know, I, I've played, let's say I'm going into my senior year. I've bided my time. I've been a JV player, haven't contributed a lot at the varsity level, but this year I've worked for it. I've got my chance. I'm going to get to play. And then it's taken away from you. That's really a hard pill to swallow. It is, but uh, but it's a it's an opportunity again for a life lesson uh, because we talk about it as coaches all the time how athletics will teach you about life. Well, unfortunately, uh, they're learning about life through this pandemic. Yeah, definitely. This is a throwing the fire kind of situation, like you said, not just for you, not just for administrators, but students, teachers, coaches, everyone as well. This is kind of we're all in this together, <laughs> whether we like it or not. We're all in this together, and so I'd like to also ask. You probably have a lot of involvement with scheduling. What is the scheduling process like with things being uncertain for the future? Because we just really can't seem to know what's going to happen this summer, the fall. What's it like kind of trying to plan ahead at the moment? Well, if you, even if you step back a, a few weeks, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking, well, the coaches, uh, there's not a lot going on right now, so they're in standby mode. But that really wasn't the case. Those coaches were – trying to figure out, hey, if we get back here in a couple of weeks, what's that going to do to the schedule? Are we going to alter it? What are we going to do with the tournament? So uh, every week or so, when we had changes every couple of weeks, then that had to be readjusted. Now that we know the season's over, that we're not going to have games, uh, certainly our fall sports teams have to, make, have to make plans as if we're going to play. But, you know, they, they've got to have in the back of their mind, you know, what, what are some of our plan Bs and Cs? Uh, so to speak. To give you an example, uh, a lot of schools will be going through spring football practice. Mm -hmm. And w with school being out, uh, that's not going to happen in a traditional way. Now, once we get to the summer, I, I think there is the possibility if we can start practicing and playing in the summer, that that traditional dead period, which is the last week in June, first week in July, I feel like TSSAA might have to take a look at that and say, do we need to adjust that? Do we need to uh, allow teams to go ahead and play and practice during that time? So it, it's an interesting time for all of us. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of kind of your involvement with Williamson County Schools, but then the TWSAA as a whole, how much uh, communication have you been in between other athletic directors, other counties, and the TWSAA here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, there's been definitely some of that where uh, – in particular with athletic directors, not only in the district, uh, but also amongst other districts. Uh, you know, I talked to Roosevelt Sanders from Metro Nashville here a couple of days ago, and we were talking about, you know, what would be your plan if we can or can't play? Uh, uh, and then, you know, we both felt like that announcement from TSSAA would be coming pretty soon if the cancellation was made of school for the remainder of the year. So, yeah, we talked as recently, I guess that was the Monday uh, before the announcement was made. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you for all your info on th this part particular situation because I know there's a lot of people who have questions and a lot of just people who are uncertain about things, the unknown. So I appreciate you kind of addressing that as the Athletic Director of Williamson County Schools. And now kind of taking a rewind back to your coaching days, I'd love for you to talk maybe some about your time at Beach because you spent two decades there, you said, late 90s, 2000s, going into the 2010s. Maybe talk about your time there at Beach as a coach and anything particularly that stood out to you during that two-decade period. 
Well, as I mentioned before, uh, my first year there, uh, we, we really struggled. Beach uh, had, had had really good success there in the 80s. In fact, the school opened in 1980, 1983, made it all the way to the 2A state championship game. Wow. Uh, then the school moved up to 3A, the larger classification, had some nice success there with Coach Boot Scott, uh, who's just a legendary coach there at Beach High School. And uh, I guess made the state tournament. I think the last appearance was 91. Had some other good years. But then right before I took over in 2000, I'd been working with the girls program at Beach. I was actually the assistant coach for Dennis Walker, who was a longtime girls coach there. I spent four years with him. And actually, we'd had such great success. I went to my principal at the time, Frank Cardwell, and said, look, you know, we've had nice success here. I've been an assistant in the program. There's some jobs that are going to be opening that I think I'll have a chance to maybe get because of the success of our program here. And he basically told me, look, if you'll stay here, I want you to work with uh, Wendell Brown, who had taken over as head coach, good coach there from coasting Kentucky for years. But he, he spent a year there at Beach. And he said, look, when Coach Brown moves along, I'll name you the head coach of the boys program. And I thought that's what a great deal. Well, what ends up happening is I spend that summer uh, with coach Brown and the team. And then come October, Mr. Cardwell, the principal called me in and said, uh, remember when I told you that you would be the next coach, uh, if coach Brown leaves, I said, yes, I do remember that. He said, well, he resigned this morning. Wow. <laughs> so, one, one month before the season, I became the coach and, you know, I was, in his words, I was probably young and dumb and thought we were going to go out and win uh, 25 games, and we didn't. We really struggled, won three games that first year. Two wins over Blackman. Oh, wow. And it's, not the, it's not the Blackman you know today, by the way. Mm -hmm. They were the, a first-year school, and they basically had a team full of freshmen and sophomores and then juniors and seniors who maybe couldn't play at Oakland and Riverdale. Mm. You know, they had, they, had, they, had, they had started that new school, so they weren't very good either at the time. So we beat them twice in overtime, and then we had a win over Northwest. So that year was definitely a trying period. But you fast forward four or five years, we end up in the sub-state game, and then uh, 2009, 2010, back-to-back -back trips to the state tournament, which, again, were the first trips uh, since 91. So that was, that was a great time. And you being a Lipscomb guy, you may know this. Uh, Reese Chamberlain? Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Great player at Belmont. Yeah. Um, he actually uh, played on those teams 2009, 2010 there at Beach. So he was – he and his brothers big part of that program, uh, four brothers in that family. I think there was maybe a 12-, 13-year period at least one of those guys was on the team. So great times there at Beach High School for sure. Yeah, no, thank you for kind of giving a little bit of an insight into that. And also speaking of Beach High School, one athlete in particular, I know he wasn't on the basketball team – but Jalen Hurd, who ended up playing for the Tennessee Vols, I know a lot of Tennessee fans could be watching this. Maybe talk about just what your experience was just with Jalen Hurd at the school. And, I mean, Jalen Hurd, to put it in perspective, he rushed his junior year for a Tennessee state record 3,357 yards in 2012, and he had 43 touchdowns that season. And in his junior year in the state championship game, he rushed for 394 yards and seven touchdowns. One game, seven touchdowns, state championship his junior year, 2012. Talk about his dominance in high school and just what it was like with him being on campus there. 
You know, Jalen, uh, you and I talked about this in preparation for the show. Jalen is the most dominant high school athlete I've ever seen. He was, and people forget this about him, he played one game his senior year, uh, hurt his shoulder, and then ended up uh, sitting out the rest of the year. But he was something special. And, you know, you mentioned those seven touchdowns. If I remember it correctly, he scored 12 touchdowns if you're talking about the semis and the finals. So it was incredible. So those stats, those gaudy stats you see, they are junior year stats. Uh, Anthony Crabtree, great coach there at Beach. He still coaches football there. A guy who very much likes to run the ball. Man, you're talking about a, a great player to have if you like running the ball. Uh, you know, he's always got a, a good running attack. And though that year with Jalen was pretty special. And Jalen, I'll tell you this about him too. His sophomore year, I was the PA guy for football for, I don't know, 12, 15 years there at Beach. As a sophomore, he played receiver. He made some of the best catches I'd ever seen in that stadium uh, as a sophomore. And, in fact, I guess he was drafted by the 49ers, either wide receiver or tight end. So he ended up, when he went, when he transferred to Baylor, ended up playing uh, as a receiver, which, you know, I, I thought maybe watching him, that, that might be his position that he would end up playing at the next level. And it ended up turning out that way. Although he had a great career there at Tennessee too, if I'm not mistaken, if he were, he was on pace to be the all time leading rusher, if he would have stayed there. Yeah. In 2016, I think he was the Outback Bowl MVP, if I'm not mistaken. And also 2018, he was named the big 12 newcomer of the year. And you're right. He did transition from running back to wide receiver. He was a third round pick from the 49ers, pick 67, and his jersey actually was retired by Beach, I saw. And then, uh, just moving now from your time at Beach to your three years at Franklin, what in those uh, short three years did you learn? Because you took the team to win region championships and also to multiple state tournament appearances. What was that like in three years, having that much success right off the bat? You know, it was great. It was a, a situation where, again, as a coach, and again, I loved my time at Beach there. But when I started at Franklin, even that summer, it felt like, you know, a fresh new start. I mean, it was literally a new start, but uh, it was like I was rejuvenated. I felt like a young coach again. And uh, the people at, at, at Franklin, much like all these schools here in Williamson County, just the best people to deal with. That community's great. They love that school. Uh, unwavering support uh, for the for the teams, and we get that in all of our schools. We really do. I mean, we just had a great time. I had a, had a really good team. You know, I, I'm, I'm a guy that, as a coach, not I mean, you've got to adjust depending on what kind of talents you have and the players you have. Uh, but if you ask me, you know, what kind of style I would like to play, I do like to shoot a lot of threes as a team. I like, I like the team to shoot threes if you've got those kind of people on your team, and we had those guys. Had a young man named Reese Glover. Uh, ended up scoring 2,400 points for his career. Uh, moved on to Division II Missouri Western this year, and I think he hit 75 threes as a freshman this year. So he's he's had a pretty special run there. But uh, lots of great players there. And really, ideally for me, uh, I would have loved to coach a, f- a few more years. I would love to coach a few more years. But the timing uh, of this particular job. So it wasn't like I was leaving that Franklin job thinking, thank goodness it's done. I'm ready to do something else. It was, it was really tough to leave Franklin, but this was just such a unique opportunity uh, that I had to take advantage of it. Yeah, definitely not every day that the athletic director spot for a whole county of schools opens up, especially Williamson County with just how great of a school district that is. And also as the athletic director in year one, 
Are you able to go to many of the games uh, that are played within the Williamson County area? And if so, how do you decide between which games to go watch? No, those are great questions. I, uh, you know, the, the thing that's been fun about this position is, you know, I've always supported whatever school I'm in. And when I was at Beach, I would support the other sports. Same thing at Franklin. Uh, but the reality of it is those aren't necessarily always the best teams in your league. Uh, the thing that's interesting about this is, you know, I can go to the showcase game, so to speak. Uh, to give you an example, I went to a volleyball match early in the season, Ravenwood at Brentwood, and you're talking about high-level volleyball. Uh, Williamson County, again, second to none when it comes to volleyball in this state, uh, as we are really in, in most, most sports, but volleyball is definitely one that stands out. It was a great atmosphere, a uh, great level of play, so that was exciting. Uh, and then I tried to, to go to a lot of different sporting events, whether it be soccer or uh, state cross-country meet. Uh, you know, it was important to me in taking the position. You know, I coached a sport that was naturally covered by the local media. You know, when the game's over and you're the basketball coach or you're the football coach, there's probably a media member waiting there to interview you and a player and write some articles about you. You know, it was important to me to not only continue to showcase those sports, but also some of these other sports that maybe don't get that coverage naturally. Uh, you take the kids who bowl. I guarantee you that sport is just as important to them as the person who plays football or basketball. So it's been important to me to try to highlight and showcase those sports as well. Yeah, definitely. And quick shout-out to my younger sister. She's a junior in high school at Lipscomb Academy, and they actually won the state bowling championship for their region. And so definitely means a lot to her and just whether you're on the bowling team the golf team the football team baseball team you name it they care about it so that's a great point uh, yeah i believe mr golden was telling me he actually attended that right yeah my uh my uncle jason golden quick shout out to him as well just throwing out the shout outs here he actually connected the <laughs> two of us and he's if you don't know him, the superintendent of schools at williamson county but yeah he was he was there and supporting my sister on so that was a fun fun time well, you know, Mr. Golden's got a he's a got an athletic background. He does a great job, and I'm not just saying this because he's your uncle, but he does a great job as our superintendent, number one, delivering the message that we're going to put students first, which I think is so important. And he means it when he says it. And the other thing for me that's exciting, and he feels this way about the entire educational process, but he certainly gets the role of athletics. Uh, athletics for some, they're, they're very important. You know, there was a Tennessee, I think it was a president or maybe a chancellor that said this several years ago, that athletics, they're your front porch to your school. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, all the, everything in, involved in the educational process is important, whether it be classrooms, student clubs, whatever it is. But like it or not, athletics gets a lot of attention. And Mr. Golden definitely gets that. Yeah, that's great. I know he does definitely have a background in athletics, so that's probably great to be able to work side-by-side side with him. And then kind of here wrapping things up, I have one final question. So you said in the Tennessean article and then earlier here in this podcast that in year one after you took over for Jeremy Qualls as the uh, WCS athletic director, you're kind of maybe going to sit back, observe, tweak a few things here or there. Is there anything here in the coming year two or three that you might think you're going to change even though right now, obviously, it might be hard with the pandemic happening where sports and things are uncertain. But is there anything after observing year one that you're thinking you may want to change? Yeah, we had a big one here that actually uh, we were working on before this happened. 
don't want to give it away, to be honest with you, but it's a pretty big event uh, that's going to be unique, I think, to our district starting out, kind of like the Wilco's. You know, uh, Jeremy, it was important for him to develop something that was an end-of-year celebration for our students, and he came up with the Wilco's. And there's been some systems maybe try to copy that particular event, although you know, I'm biased. I still think we probably do it at a higher level. I've got, I've got one in particular that uh, – and again, I'm sorry, I can't tell you, but I'm working on that uh, I think is going to be exciting. But something to go back to maybe a small tweak that I actually did this year. Uh, we've been creating media guides for basketball and football uh, for the past several years. We have media day events where the local media can come in and interview uh, these athletes. And we create this media guide. I actually had created one for the spring sports. It was a, it was a pretty impressive uh like an informational type of thing that you might even see at the college level. And it highlighted every spring sport and it had their roster. It had their schedule. Uh, there was, there was a picture uh, for every team where an athlete uh, was represent, who was representing each sport was in that. I mean, it's a pretty impressive uh, guide that we put together. Uh, still going to have that, even though we don't have sports, but make sure that's a memorabilia item for, uh, for those particular schools and students, and hey, maybe to be like uh, you know, like a collector's item. Here was the, here, here's the <laughs> here's the old media guide for the seasons that maybe didn't quite happen. But uh, I was excited about doing that. And we had a wrestling media day this past year. Again, that's a small tweak on something that Jeremy had started. But again, trying to get that going for the other sports. Yeah, that's awesome. And maybe those uh, pieces of memorabilia might be in the history books in a couple hundred years <laughs> as firsthand um, experience and witness there. Now, I appreciate uh, you joining us for this show, Mr. Joins, and I appreciate all the time you've taken to be with me on this podcast. And it's been fun having back-to-back athletic directors, one on the NCAA level and one for a local high school here at Williamson County. I'm a Brentwood guy myself. I'm a Williamson County person. So, uh, Mr. Darren, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, Jack, you did a nice job here. You know, I've been interviewed a lot throughout the years as a coach and athletic director. And I'm telling you, you did a nice job there for a guy that's on podcast number two. So two things I would ask, number one, have me on the show again. And number two, uh, when you take this thing to a level where you're known throughout the state and nationwide, don't forget the little people here. Hey. Help you get it started. Yes. No, I appreciate you joining me and helping me get things started. And yeah, this is this has been a fun uh, way to start kind of talking sports when sports aren't happening. So I appreciate your inside information and definitely we'll have to have you back in the near future. Great being with you today. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you again. Williamson County's Athletic Director Darren Joins joins us for Episode 2. I hope you stay tuned for more podcasts to come. You can follow me on social media at JacksonDuncan22. Direct message me with what you thought about this show, what you thought about Episode 1 with Phil Hutchison, and what you may want to see in the future. Thank you again, Mr. Darren Joins, for joining us. That's all I have for Episode 2. Stay tuned for more to come on the Sports Tee with J.D.